Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 266. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Just getting ready. Getting ready for it all. The ski season, the, the greatness to, fo- to, to, to follow. Just, it's going to be great. The majesty that will be this season. The majesty. It will be glorious. Speaking of glorious, we had a wonderful conversation with our buddy, Sir William. I think you guys are really going to enjoy Sir he, William. Sir William, he has been knighted officially. He was out there. He's a, an East Coaster, and he went out to Vail and lived the ski bum dream for a season and a half until it was cut short by goddamn COVID. COVID so, drove him back back east. Back east. And we'll let we'll let the interview tell the tale. So stay tuned for that. In the main topic, thank you so much for listening. Check us out skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at, oh, untapped, of course, at Ski Bum Podcast. We got a shop. If you got some Christmas shopping to do, check it out, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Email, send it to us, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. If you need stickers, hit us up. We'll send you some. Throw them on all your gear. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate, subscribe. Big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Paradise Skis paradiseskis.com they make seriously fun skis they're all about making skiing as fun as possible whether that's shredding laps in hawaiian shirts bringing the parking lot apre or getting up to go out for that huge backcountry objective it is our mission to build skis and snowboards that allow our customers to enjoy every single day in the mountains they got the red resort they got the blue backcountry they got the green the split board check them out paradiseskis.com Use the code SKIBUM15, 15% off. Boom. Now's Thank the you, Paradise Skis. Yes. Mario, let's kick it off. The way we always do. It's time for Opre Today. For a little Opre Today, I uh, didn't have a big Opre. This, I didn't have like two or three Opres today, just one. This is it. <laughs> this is one and done. I got, I got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. So, Is there a singular for Opre? Or is like apre singular and there's another apre for multiple? I, I know there's my apre and some other people's apre. It, it differs. You know, some people are like one or two max, you know, reasonable, have a nice, you know, mine is now it's, it's party time. There are know? levels to Mario's apre. There are levels. There's, there's different days, you know, depending if I'm tired, nursing an injury, you know, whatever's going on. But I went right to a good old favorite today though. Um, Oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. Little Basil Hayden's. There it is. The now, I did notice to Brian, like, so my my label of Basil Hayden's is ripped. And I realized all it is is they have a hole in this little, this straight piece of paper, and that's their label. And then it gets wrapped by this cool little bamboo and, um, like and buckle. metal buckle, yeah. right? So that's really the only thing keeping it on. So if you think about it, Anybody could take this off. Oh, it is it is kind of glued on at the bottom here. But if you think about it, anybody could take that off. It's just a plain bottle. So they can give you this the yeah, shim you sham. Just, you take that off and you can just put a piece of masking tape with an XXX on there. And you're like, ooh, is yeah. this some sort of crazy homemade moonshine? I can make this anything I want. I can put, put whatever I want on there. Gonna have yeah. to make that uh HFSB or something. Just leave the H. <laughs> Right, it's true. Keep the H. <laughs> Keep the H. That's the H for high. <laughs> the high. So, mm, 
Look at that. What a proper gentleman sipping that whiskey. So I did two cubes because I like a little water in it. And I did add a little water because I want to drink quickly. I don't want to let it sit and 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 uh, mellow out for a little. But I like it a little mellow today. Yeah. So I, like I did that. a little basil, uh, a little water, and a little cube, which some people would say that's too much water. But, you know, I didn't you add that much water. drink it the way water. you like it. That's it, what it all yeah. comes down to. You drink it the way you like it. Sometimes I will drink it neat, which is no ice, nothing. Don't even... Hmm. Don't even let the ice look at it, <laughs> you know, but then I'll have a, a much smaller pour and it's just kind of a nice little, you know, not a shot. It's just a little, little sip, little sip action. Some people knock it back. I don't know. Yeah, you want to enjoy it. You know, I mean, this isn't like Jose Cuervo. You don't want to just like end the misery as soon as possible. Exactly. You enjoy it. This was nice. crafted. This is not, this nice is a, sipping. there's an art to the making of a whiskey aging process. The wood. What goes into it? It's a beautiful mm. thing. It should be cherished and savored. So what I do with this is I'll do one of these, maybe two, depends how long we're on podcasting now. And then I'll have a few drops of my yummy stuff to help me sleep. Fentanyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> help you sleep, right? Fentanyl. <laughs> have a little action went to the dispensary today. They called me up. They got the, uh, they call it Alara, but it's a, it's like a, Three to one blend of THC to CBD. There you go. And it's really good. I tell you what, I never felt it bef- felt this before taking this, but you have a few drops of it. You wait a little bit. I tell you what, pain did go away and I felt it night nice and mellow. I was like, this is freaking awesome. Because I've been having problems with uh upper back, lower back, just doing different bad things to myself lately. So mm. you know bike riding and working out and running and stupid shit, you know. How dare you do that kind of stuff preparing for ski season? Exactly. You got to so. ski yourself into shape, bro. That's how you he's, do it. You just got to ski your knees under just you. Just got to ski myself into shape. That's what I'll I do. Into shape. Yeah, that's what I do, man. Bada Look bing, at my mustache. Bang. Look at my mustache. This is what I do. This is what I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that stuff is great. Just kind of put takes the edge off and whew, put you right out. Nice. Nice. So this, this is the preclude to it, which... They say not to mix things, but I mix it all. Who's they? Fuck they. You do you. Yeah. They also you tell me to you. wear a, a mask everywhere. Not going yeah. to not gonna happen. Brings a ruckus. Speaking of bringing the ruckus, we had an awesome interview, like I mentioned. This is going to be a short rapper podcast around our interview because it went a little bit long. We had a great conversation with our pal, William. So I'm like, oh, I need, you didn't do your apres. I Well, that's what I'm saying. I need a quick ah. drink. I need a quick drink and apres. I, was, I wasn't going to get like an 8%er, an 11%er. I yeah. needed something that I could just in and out. Boom. In and out. Quick one. So I went back to one of my new, you know, newfound appreciation beers. New but old. Stella Artois. You know, nice. I got, I still have so many left. I like I have, a nice Stella. I have so many left. I'm trying to get rid of them. I don't like drinking too much beer because I don't want to get too fat either but I have so many sitting around and this can is so it. little, like I hold it, like I'm holding it like I'm Andre the giant. I'm just like, <laughs> Anybody want the peanut? it's just, I feel giant with this little it's, dinky it's can. can. It's the slim can. I feel giant. It makes me feel good. So that's it's like I'm the drinking. Virginia slims of cans. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing here. And you know, if you think inflation is bad now, Wait till you see beer cans next summer. I think that's still 12 ounces though, isn't it? 11.2. Oh, 
Oh, they took out a little bit of the ounces just to that's just it. to zing you. Eleven point two, not even twelve. That's they, how they do it, man. That's how they get you. A One ounce bit at a time. time. Yeah. That's what Hitler said. That's how you how you destroy people's uh, freedom. Take a little bit at a time. A little bit of time. Doing more beers. We're gonna be having beer and shot glasses soon. That's that's right. Little little uh, con, you know, regulated government regulated measures of beer. Nope. Just a giant. <laughs> Barrel XXX on it. That's right. Boom. That's what we're doing. Moonshine. All right. So with that, let's go to ski news. We have two quick stories here. Again, just doing a wrapper for our, our awesome interview. First off, Jackson Hole Mountain Resort. This is just announced today, hot off the presses. They've announced minimum wage increase to 18 bucks an hour for non tipped positions. For non-tipped positions. Effective immediately, Jackson Hole Mountain Resort will increase its minimum wage for all non-tipped positions to 18 bucks an hour. This new wage is a significant increase from the previous minimum wage of $15 per hour. 20% rates. Not too shabby. We continue nice. to invest in our employees specifically with increased wages and housing opportunities because we believe that providing additional means of support is imperative to retaining the fabric of this community as a whole, said JMHR President Mary Kate Buckley from her $16 million ranch <laughs> yeah. in Jackson Hole. <laughs> And let's, let's get down to the bottom of this. They're making sure that their needs are, are satisfied as well on the resort. They, the help, they need to make sure they don't have to make their own French fries. That's what this right. all comes down to. Let's be honest. Are they going to want to shovel their own driveway? No, that's not going to happen. You still can't goddamn afford to live in Jackson Hole making 18 bucks an hour unless you're living with 37 people that's, in a car. That's pretty much it. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's, a nice gesture for some people. This will make a big difference, but let's be honest. It's not a living out. wage. It's not a living wage to, for, for that area at all. Yeah. Not even Imagine close. if they had a, a whole walkout, all the employees just left. Like we're done. They'd have to shut the resort down. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. It's really, you really think about how many people are required to, to run a place like that. You yeah. know, it's, it's really, it's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, those people do hold a lot of power. And if they, if they ever did kind of come together and do that, I mean, they would, they would really have a bargaining chip. It would send a message. It would big time send a message. They'd be like, so, the minimum wage is going up to $40 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's good for these employees. But the thing is, you do realize when you go there, your lift tickets are now going to go up. The food prices are going to go up. The hotel yeah. prices are going to go up because this is how inflation works. You think they're just by the goodness of their heart, just going to raise the wages of people and they're not going to pull it out on the other end. Yeah. You've obviously never run a business then if that's what you're thinking, because cost of living's going up. Cost of living. You think they're just, just going to give everyone a 20% raise and not raise prices everywhere else. Like, like you live in like a fantasy land. <clears throat> if you think that's going to happen. Right. So, is the excuse to, hey, you know what? We know everything's gone up, but we gave you more wages. So, yeah. It's, an, it's a story as old as time. Whenever governments inflate their currency, it always, it's a, it's a, it's a tax on the people. 
Always. Exactly. And they can always these make these gestures about how they're going to raise this and lower this, but inflation is an additional tax on everybody. Nope. So. All right. So next up, we have moving moving across a little bit of uh, a ways away. Uh, heading south. Have, heading south. Snowbird, Utah is off to its 50th season with top to bottom skiing in Gad Valley. It kicked Last off. week we talked about Midgad, Midgad with that the Marcus Caston uh, return of the turn right episode that he posted last week, and he actually sent us a message on Instagram. Thank you, I'm glad you guys enjoyed the episode nice. when I posted. So, shout out to our Very boy cool. Marcus. Thanks a lot, Marcus. They kicked off yesterday with top to bottom skiing in Gad Valley via the Tram Gad Zoom Little Cloud with advanced and expert terrain available already. That's uh, very cool. So uh, the opening days festivities, they had a DJ, giveaways, contests. Guests were encouraged to sport uh, 70s inspired attire and gear. They have some pictures on there. Snowbrains has this on there and they have some cool pictures of people dressed up, some throwback outfits, which is pretty fun. Yeah, the videos are pretty funny too. The guys doing the worm, the guy in snowblades. <laughs> yeah, uh, Snowbird is so awesome. I yeah, good for place. them. That's yeah, fun. yeah, it's been a little bit of a tricky start to the winter for most places. You know, there was a little bit of snow really early in October. People got excited, and things sort of dried out and warmed up for November. And a lot of places out west are are pushing back their starting dates. You know, we were chatting with our buddy Nick, and he sent us a, a note that where he is up in Washington by Seattle. You know, Stevens Pass is pushing out the, de- they're delaying their opening, uh, a few others up there. You know, you mm. play the hand, Mother Nature deals you. So yeah. it's great seeing a place like Snowbird getting that top to bottom there in Gad Valley. And, you know, I, I, we know we're only a few days or maybe weeks away from, you know, just being blanketed and temperatures down. So a tiny bit more patience may be required, but. Hey, they're getting snow all over the place. Vermont last weekend with the World Cup, they got, you know, cleansing out over a foot. Most of the resorts up there got a nice coating. Got to stay positive. Winter is here. or just about here in some places. Just about, so, yeah. We'll be out there. It's going to be all good. Yeah, and speaking see, of all good. Got to oh, see where it's, uh, where it's coming next. We're going to have to start tracking. Yeah, right. You know, they got an official podcast weatherman. Weather person, yes. weather being. Now Europe looks like it's it's starting, but who cares? Because we can't go there. They're getting Omicron. They're they're Omicron and things are shutting down. So again, Europe doesn't exist to me right now. <laughs> if I can't go there very easily. Yeah. Doesn't exist. Nah, it's gonna be it's gonna be all good. We've seen a few more weeks. And that actually is a perfect interlude into our main topic as we mentioned earlier we chatted with our buddy sir william as he goes by on instagram and he's uh a wonderful person very positive very uh full of life and we had a great conversation about him and you know the the hand he's been dealt the last year or so but he had a a great time out and doing the ski bum dream out in Vale, and we think you guys will enjoy it so here it is our pal sir william all right and we are back we have another very special guest this week. It is our pal, Sir William, back on the East Coast. William, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, thank you. Very happy to be here. Uh, he called me Sir William. Sir William, Wild Bill, Billy the Kid. I go by a few aliases. 
Oh, nice. Uh, as he said, I was out west for two seasons, back home on the East Coast, and you can find me at an icon destination near you. Look at that. Mm, Beautiful. Look at that. So we've actually, it's funny, like we've been like interacting on Instagram for years now. Like we've chatted, yeah. we've chatted on phone. We've, you know, we've, you've kind of had some stories and tales for us. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, like back in 2020, before everything, you know, life shut down for everybody, like you were kind of giving us little nuggets about what's going on in the world of Vail. Cause you were actually out there and you were working as a lifty, right? At Vail. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Lift operations out in blue sky basin. So nice. how was that? Like, how long did you do that? And how did you, how did you decide that Vail was your spot? Uh, it all happened on a whim. I did. So the first full season was 2018 to 19. I actually moved back home, which made no sense and did half of the year until COVID shut down. And the story of how I got out there was, I was watching the Red Sox at a bar for the world series in 2018. And the guy next to me started bringing up that his son, it was his like a third anniversary living out in Vail. And the next morning I woke up and I sent an application in. that was like the first week of October. And then by the 28th, I had all my stuff packed up and I was just headed West. It was total nice. spontaneity. It just totally happened out of the, on a whim. And I woke up and said, let me apply. And it was a good season. I got 136 days on Hill given I worked there too. So wow. I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly and something I'm glad I did. I'm, I'm glad I chose it. And I came back home but I know that the place is still always going to be open, ready to come back to. So that's so funny. So imagine that night, say that, say that Sox game got rained out. Imagine mm-hmm. like your life would have right. gone in a totally different direction. Or if I sat next to someone else at the bar, some you know, yeah. grumpy old person. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wow. my, my boy moved to Oklahoma. He loves it in Tulsa. <laughs> you might've ended up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He does rodeo riding and it's great. He's <laughs> a rodeo <laughs> clown. He's the best, the best I tell you. Say, that's talking beautiful... to the tornado bum podcast right now. Talking that's, to the tornado. that's right. Hey, those are, we're affiliated with them very casually. They're wonderful people. You know, the problem is you <laughs> yeah. never know when you're going to get an episode because their, their whole no. studio could get wiped out. That's right. But yeah, you know, I well, love that. if you see my Instagram picture, I got the cowboy hat. So it would have worked out either way. See, nice. I like that. You're prepared for anything. You could be in the <laughs> snow. You could be on the back of a horse. You're ready to go. And that's something that's exactly. like, that's inspiring. Cause it, see, I waited too long. I got like a family now. Like they've, they've like, they're pulling at my legs every day. They're locking me in. <laughs> I, I wanted to be a ski yeah. bum too late in life, but I'm trying to do the reverse. I'm trying to do like the retired ski bum early enough where I still have knees and meniscuses and menisci and ligaments Menisci. still to make yeah. it happen. Hmm. But what's cool. Is, so you went out there in 2018 and it, it was just you. So let me ask. Yeah. yeah I want to hear like, I wanna, how does, that. yeah. How does that yeah. work? Logi- you packed up your car, you drove. What happened? Yeah, you put an so application I, in first, right? Yeah. And then I did like a one-on-one interview with one of the Vail resorts, people who just asked me pretty simple questions. And like, all right, you got the job, you got the housing, uh, be here by the fifth and rock and roll. So, so the housing was part of the job. Her. So that was kind of organized for you. Yeah. Otherwise I don't think it really would have happened so soon. You know, if right. I didn't have somebody kind of set that up, I was grateful. My, these are some of my best friends now after I lived with them. We're like brothers went to war together. Um, I never drove that far in my life. I'm true new England. I flew to Florida one time. Wow. So it was just me going all through the Midwest, uh, Nebraska, you name it. We got out there and I just set up, you know, I knew that the like-minded people would be there. You know, I wasn't going to somewhere that was just like a riffraff town. So 
Nice. I always had in the back of my mind, just just keep pushing forward and things will work out. And they did. And I'm grateful for that. That's, That's pretty cool. incredible. So had you been to Vail before? No, I, like I said, the furthest West I've been before that was like Woodward, Pennsylvania when I was about 14, maybe. And then I flew mm-hmm. to Florida once. Like I, I'm well versed in New England geography, <laughs> but going out West that first time was just a total cannonball. So you'd been to Yagu, but everything. you hadn't been out West. No, sir. No, I, <laughs> I just kind of jumped in the deep end before I even knew how to really swim. But wow, good thing I had a good intuition, dude. That's like that's that's like really like inspiring and awesome. Because again, like so many people are just so we're tied to that safety net, you know. Like I don't know, it's not safe. And and I'll be honest, like some of the best yeah. decisions in my life, kind of the same thing that you did, kind of rolling the dice and being like, just "Hey man, and go. I should have enough skills, and if yeah. if I fall, I'll, I'll figure a way to swim, or I'll figure a way to get myself out of the hole." Yeah. What's yeah, the uh, What's the quote? It's like, uh, "I didn't bring any. Uh, I didn't bring any um, supplies for the way back." Yeah, you know, similar mm-hmm. along the lines of burning the ship, same kind of thing. Yeah, you know, you, you just got to go for it. You know, it's I a mean, big thing to pick I up and move. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, without a doubt. You know, I've done it sure. probably like four or five times. Well, four, one, two, three, the three, three or four big moves I've done. You've done some ballsy moves yeah. too. Yeah, and it's tough. Like, where have you gone? Yeah. I went from Long Island to North Carolina to Florida to North Carolina, to New Jersey, to Florida. <laughs> wow. So it's a whole Eastern seaboard right there. Yeah. And there's like two times I moved, not really with a job. I just kind of moved. <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of freewheeling. Yeah. And then other times were college too. So um, that's still cool. It's something to go into your boss's office and be like, I'm quitting unless I can move. <laughs> Yeah. When they say, sure, we'll relocate you, then you you know you got them. Yeah, that's that's respect right there to walk in with that swagger. But I had a friend in college. He actually still lives in Steamboat Springs. And he was trying to get all of us to go. And I was like, dude, I got to finish college. I got to get a freaking job. He had just finished. He graduated. I was on the five-year plan. He's like, I'll just screw college. Let's go. And I'm like, no, I can't. And he, he went up there, he did like drywall. I think he lived out of a van for a while. It was, it was, it was kind of rough. And now he's there up in Steamboat Springs. So could yeah, you imagine on struggle. your deathbed? That's what you see. You see that alternate <laughs> life and how it would have turned out. And yeah, you know, perhaps right? like it would have been awful. Effect. Perhaps you would have gone off a cliff. You got hammered. Yeah. You tried to send it. You went 200 feet and you splattered on a rock That's, or, yeah. or, <laughs> You had you lived the absolute dream. You married like the Ralph Lauren heiress or something. You know, no, don't put that in my brain. Mm -mm. (laughs) You never know. You got. I'm pretty happy now, though. I got my my little woman. I'm good. You got to go to that bar and shout up the person next to you. That's That's right. Moral of the story. She's actually in the other room right now, looking at um, condos in Calgary because we're thinking about buying something there to go Powder Highway for our retirement. Okay. Fair enough. That, that you got a good one right there. That's where Not you're bad. looking. Yeah. No, that and ain't bad at all. She's I mean, technically a Canadian up. citizen, so that helps. Oh, yeah, that's a big perk right there to have she's that. She's got the dual, but Yeah. Having a dual is pretty nice. Yeah. So William, what was it like then when you first got out there and you like was it like a was it like college? Like do you check in? Do you get like your dorm? Like how did that how did that go down? 
Yeah, pretty much exactly what it was. We showed up. Uh, I did the I-80 route. So I had an uncle in Chicago. I left Connecticut at 3 p.m. And I drove nonstop, only getting gas to Chicago. It was like a 16-hour trip. Wow. Just cannonballed it. Yeah. Nice. A lot of Red Bull, and Monster Energy, whatever. A lot of podcasts, a lot of black coffee. Nice. A lot of water. Water is number one. Yeah. So I got to Chicago, and then I dropped to Des Moines. And then got to Colorado Springs to my buddy and got in. So they just check you in randomly. Now, that's pretty dangerous because you don't know who you're about to be living with. Yeah. And, uh, ended up being like three of my best friends I ever met. You know, one's from Jersey, then Malibu, California, then Minnesota. And then the fourth one was from Maryland. We all just kind of worked as a family. Wow. That's pretty cool. It was a good, good, good lifestyle, you know, cooking dinners, all that type of stuff. And it went well. So... At first, yeah, it's like college, you know, like that first like two weeks, if I could tell myself again, I'd say pump the brakes because it's nonstop. I mean, the way I look at Vail is like it's Disneyland on snow, heated streets and multi-million dollar condos everywhere. Jake Burton Carpenter had a condo right in the village. It's a lot to take in. But once you acclimate yourself, I felt like I was home because you're working, you know, you see all the rich people and you understand like the ideals of this place. But if you just balance like work and lifestyle enough and you didn't party too much, you're good to go. Nice. But to make a career out of it, tough, tough. Definitely a select few could do that. Do you think it's one of those things you get the experience and you see what you want to have? And then you go back now and you say, I'm going to work my ass off to get that for myself. Um, to an like extent, inspirational no, almost. Everything sort of just happened as it was, you know, COVID hit and I figured yeah. I'd be staying out there for the long run. Totally spun me off my compass as along with the whole entire world. Sure. So I came back to Connecticut after packing up again and totally not knowing what was going on. And I had to accept that fate and not be kind of upset about it. And I'm grateful for everything that happened to bring me here, you know, because my outlook of being a ski bum was fun, but told me it was time to level up and get to that more adulthood without losing my soul <laughs> yeah yeah so before we get to that part i want to hear more about like the initial so the honeymoon phase so did you have like a favorite spot where like you and your boys would go and and go ski and ride a uh, ski and where we'd ski and ride in vale or just on i-70 in general did you guys mostly stay in vale or did you guys kind of bop around a bit um, I, I really enjoyed Breckenridge and Keystone area 51 a little bit, but I got into big mountain really quick. Cause I grew up as a park rat. Um, cause that's all we had was night skiing and being a park rat. Mount Southington, then, right? Exactly. To a T Mount Southington. <laughs> my first place I ever rode was Powder Ridge. Um, under different okay. management, but yeah, Mount Southington was my childhood. And when I saw big mountain and open bowls, it was just this whole entire thing. Like, I just wanted to not stop riding it. So I really stuck around Vail more or less. I was in Breck. I enjoyed their peaks and everything. But when your snowboard garage is 100 feet from Gondola 1 and everything's wide open and you know the little <laughs> sweet spots, it's like, why do I go get in my Jeep if I have this right here? You right. Know? So I spent a lot of my time just waking up. Everything's ready to go and you hop right on and you have a good day. You didn't nice. have to work hard to get out there. Yeah. And so what was like your schedule like as a, as a lifting? Uh, four days on three days off. I worked Monday through Thursday. I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Some people nice. didn't like having weekends off because it's more crowded it was too right? busy for them. 
Yeah. I'm from the East Coast. Like, there was <laughs> so much. Like, this isn't a crowd. Yeah. Like, I've been to Mount yeah. Snow on a holiday yeah. weekend. Like, nothing yeah. would be worse than that. Yeah. You ever go out to Mount Snow when it's $17 St. Patrick's Day lift tickets? Then we'll talk <laughs> about busy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and the thing was, though, too, is all the events are on the weekends, you know, like Burton, US Open, there's snow days and all that. I wanted to be a part of like being around. The fun stuff at nighttime. Experience, that yeah. Well. That's pretty yeah, cool. Some lift lines definitely were tough, but yeah. I, I'm okay with that. You know, I think that's the one thing. Us you find a way to cut have. the lines. <laughs> uh, I can't say that on a record. Yeah. <laughs> um, In the lesson line, say one for a lesson. Yeah, for a lesson. One good thing that the East Coasters have on West Coast is either preseason or if it's icy. They look like baby deer out there. And because we like, that's like our prime. It's icy snow. Yeah. We get away with it so well. So you go out and you're ripping the ice, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a great day. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my my sister went to the Park City. She's like, it's so icy out. I'm looking at the pictures. I'm like, that is like the best day of the season at Killington. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Spoiled. Spoiled. All of them out there. Between icy so conditions and crowds, they have no idea. And night skiing, like they've never night skied, right? You, you meet people, they're like, what do you mean you ski at night? Like, yeah, that's all I did when I started. Like, it was years of mm. skiing at night and then finally skiing in the day. It's yeah. just eye-opening, right? Yeah. I did see one time, though, we went up for a meteor shower on top of Gondola 19 in line. Nice. And we saw a guy who stashed his skis up there at nighttime and took the gondola up because you could take it. <laughs> for walking you see him go zoom by with the headlamp yeah there's some some real deal stuff out there that's awesome they uh would they like find them or pull his past or anything if they saw that or is that legit no i don't think so you know i think as long as you get your way up there you can get down i never heard anything about it because i never did it i wish i figured it out now hindsight's 2020 (laughs) but yeah they they do like um ski bike lessons and whatnot at nighttime they did a few different things but yeah, they, they were pretty lax on that. I never heard anybody have a problem over it. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. And what was your what was your favorite spots in Vail? We were in Blue Sky Basin the most part, but uh, I really enjoyed hiking off uh, Palma Lift over. I'm gonna get crap for Palma Lift. The surface <laughs> lift going chair to be well, lift thirty nine now twenty nine way out in Mongolia Bowl. And you could either hike out of the gate and go to Eastvale or hike the boot pack and drop back in under the ropes. Um, you really had to work for those turns, but that's why I didn't care working on or having the weekends off because nobody was going out where I was headed. It was just yeah, too far. Well, wow, yeah. that's the beautiful thing about having that kind of inside intel being, you know, yeah. working there. Yeah, not only that, it's just having the drive. You know, anybody could get out and do it. It's just, you know, I'd rather have a few great runs than you know, I'm not saying bad runs by any means, but I'd rather have quality over quantity, especially mm-hmm. at that point, riding there so much. Oh yeah, for sure. Is that area where that little cabin is up there? Um, I forget, there's, a few, there's a few. Cause I remember like when we were out there, I was, I've only been to Vail once and the time we were out, over in the bowls there, there was this, it was such a cold day. There was this little cabin and like everybody jammed into it. Um, okay. look at, Look at the trail map now. I'm trying to figure out exactly which one it was. And maybe a two elk lodge. Two elk lodge. I don't know if that's right. Uh, that, like it was it like a kind of like a smoke hut? It wasn't like that big. That somebody made. 
Like somebody made it probably in the summertime. It was a little like a barbecue place up there. Like it a little like, barbecue place. It, there was nothing really in it. There you get a couple like you get a coffee or you can get a couple snacks, but there wasn't like a Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You got like a pop top like chair uh four. You have that over there. Chair three has something as well. So you're talking like more like a restaurant. I thought you meant more do you know Cooper's Cabin at Killington? <laughs> I've heard the legend. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was thinking something more like that. So this was like veil. This is real. Yeah. This was real. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, yeah, they got a bunch of those throughout the area. I mean, almost on every major peak, they got something that's going to be like oriented towards amenities. Yeah. It was just, again, it wasn't something like super cool, like in the know, it's just like, you got the top and you're like, I'm going to go in here kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check out Cooper's cabin though. If you can just make sure you don't veer off too far to the drainage ditch. (laughs) <laughs> i mean that's really yeah. good good advice for life in general that's yeah, right don't go, don't to, go the to the drainage ditch <laughs> so also at in vale what were some of your like uh nightlife spots that you'd hit up in restaurants vale brewing co was like my number one i've seen some cool stuff over there they had an ice rink that my favorite story about that place was uh it was on the second story and you could look down and it has the vale village ice rink um oh, cool. i saw an unsuccessful marriage proposal one on one, damn! Just I got <laughs> that's uncomfortable. Even watching from afar, right? You're that like, hurts just hearing. Yeah, about it. Oh, yeah. It's uncomfortable now, tough, man. <laughs> they they have a little fire pit with seats around, and you watch the people skate. And this guy was kind of circling his his lady into the oh. center more and more and more until he did like this little one eighty and popped the ring and got really quiet. And we're we're waiting to cheer him on, and all of a sudden, it's just the most flat out no i've ever heard in my life was there any crying or anything she just did a flat out cold-hearted no and that's it (laughs) she didn't know how to skate so he skated right (laughs) off and like just gone drops her he's like like, screw you i'm out triple axel not even dropped her just like she had to crawl off and it took some time wow motions were high and he was already like catching the bus and she was still crawling off and yeah, I've never seen something like that. It, it was. <laughs> there's another dude skating up. Hey, lady, what's, can I give you a ride? <laughs> Hello, miss. Can I help Hello, you? Miss. Can yeah. I help you? You never know. <laughs> My Bentley's just warming up. Would you like a ride? <laughs> yeah, right out, out there. It's like a Prius nowadays. Seriously, but, um, right? <laughs> yeah, there's spots like the George. You know, Moe's has good barbecue, um, altitude, all that. There's so many places. But if you were like going to go somewhere that had it going on i would say the george it's down in the basement on the weekends i got the pool tables and kind of just a really chill spot i'm trying to think if that's the place we went when well i wasn't with you but um they have a a, like a one-man band guy there is that the george downstairs um i know it's definitely downstairs Uh, yeah yeah george is downstairs yeah yeah the george is downstairs yeah right out of the transportation center that was a lot of fun that was uh that was a lot of fun. We hit that pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, and they got Bridge Street Bar. They kind of do live music too, and a lot of places. You know, Red Lion, obviously, kind of well known. Red Lion. I used to call it the Cougar Cafe because everyone said that's where you could go get your your old sugar mama. Ah, there you go. If you want to, if you want to no really stay in, if you want alleged. to live it up, all alleged. Yeah, yeah. yeah we no. went there, and I just remember I, I just seeing these people. It just. It looked like they just walked out of the store, bought their Veil sweatshirt, and just came right to the red line. And we're like, woo, like, party yeah. it up now. 
Like that was like, you definitely get a lot of those people at Vail too. the people who want to, you know, the scenesters, they want to show up, they want to show off when they go yeah. back home and, you know, I did operate. Did you ski though? Like you can't operate if you didn't ski. It's the after ski part. Like it's the ski part's important. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. You could operate really anything. But you can't call it operate ski. <laughs> yeah. That, that was always one thing to me that I always respected was, I never wanted to be vain where I was like, Oh, I'm a local and I don't want to, I never want to like have a preconceived notion about somebody. So I always just tried to say like, everybody's here because we all kind of like the same thing. You know, you might have a ton of money and I don't, you might not even ski and try and get on chair four in his boots, but we all kind of are here for the same purpose. You know, some got it more than others. So all right, let me ask. Was, how I love many people... your positive attitude because we've kind of got like a, like a, I've got my Jersey, jaded <laughs> judgy <laughs> asshole attitude sometimes and you know i need to find more like namaste in my life i need to meditate a bit and like not be such a dick i know this i'm it working on it, I, it's it a, you're telling me mm-hmm. <laughs> all right on average about how many people you see skiing in jeans on an on an average day uh skiing a percentage wise yeah the percentage maybe like 10 you know it's not as common as you think but they stick That's out like good. a sore thumb you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's like that crazy. Depends on where you are though. You know, if you're in a beginner area or somewhere like that, you're, the ratio will be higher, but where I hang out or hung out, it's pretty rare, but wow. I'll tell you, I've seen a few guys in jeans, like rip it up more than most people in the best That's outfits awesome. I've ever seen. That's yeah. awesome. How about snow blades? A lot true. of snow blades out there. <laughs> I never saw the snow blades. No, I always see no. snow blades everywhere I go. Maybe they just follow me. It's your Maybe it's a sign. You're like the Hyde Piper of snowblades. I know everywhere I go, it's freaking snowblades. I'm like, there's more snowblades. What's am I missing no. something? I've seen them online. I've never seen them in person. It's like a phantom. Wow. <laughs> What's well, like you, Mario? You mentioned the jeans. When we were on Telluride. We saw some guy with jeans and a duster, and we're like, look at this guy. And he was like ripping. And we must have mentioned it was the gondola or the chairlift or something. And someone's like, hey, that's actually owner. He just bought Tell the place. Ride, like he's like a Are you kidding me? billionaire. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just what he does. We were there the year that he bought it, and it was like <sighs> we, we were like, look at this fucking guy, and you know, <laughs> jeans, whatever. Oh, yeah. The Jersey like, Judgment. Uh, <laughs> the dude's laughing. He's like, yeah, that that was the owner. We're like, what? We're like, yeah, he just bought this That's place. You broke ass bitches. That guy. Okay, That's like playing undercover boss right there. That's undercover boss to a T. Like, I think that was a setup. There's no way he. <laughs> He was doing that by accident. But he was yeah. skiing with jeans and a cowboy hat. I was like, I like the cowboy hat. So I had to give him props for the, the duster? Even the jeans. Like, I was like, yeah. I was like, lot. okay with the yeah. jeans. But <laughs> well, then there was, was the whole thing. What was like a, a bunch of years ago when like Sean White had like the, the snow. It looked like jeans, but they were actually like snowboard pants. Yeah. Like yeah that yeah. was a thing for he a while. Leather. Right? Yeah. Yes. The leather. That was a he lot. had like his hair metal era when he he had the big the big flow going and the tight black oh man yeah the tight black He's like I'm in Daft Punk now bro suit yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough I mean if you could ride that good I don't care what you wear yeah right yeah even if you ride bad I don't really care what you wear <laughs> as long as you're out there having fun right as long as you don't ride that's into me yeah. that's good just don't yeah. hit me so after exactly. Oh, sorry. So after your first season, did you come home or did you stay out there in Colorado? Yeah, I went home. And I don't know why I did. I still don't <laughs> understand it. Went to visit. My sister graduated high school and then uh, I just got suckered into coming home. 
Did you? For whatever reason. It, but it was good. Like, it was all right. But then you went back, though, too, right? Then, yeah. So, like, I came home. I bought a new Ford Explorer loaded and like was just setting my life up. And then around November, it was like maybe a month after the first time I moved. I was like, let me get a hold of my manager and see if I can pull this off. And they let me in. You know, I came back out in January and just popped right back into routine. Nice. And uh, when the COVID just came back, it was just like three month sabbatical and just got right back out. Yeah. Man. And that was rough too. Cause I remember you were messaging us around that time a bunch. Cause you were like, you know, crazy stuff's going on here. And you were actually, yeah, yeah. you weren't working when the day that that guy died on the lift. Right. Uh, I had that. Where was I? I was where, yeah, I was, I remember. We're working. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the area and I was actually supposed to be near that lift that day. That was, I don't want to get too into detail about it. I don't know what the legality is, but yeah, that was a whole, whole different thing. Um, yeah, I was there that day. Definitely humbling and kind of wake up call about small Scary. accidents and cause big problems. Yeah, no, absolutely. So definitely pay homage to what happened out there. It was difficult to deal with. It's funny. I was just thinking about it. And I was like, wow, like what, what was that 2020? And again, cause every, the last two years, everything is all just yeah. kind of like, blended together and you forget like yeah. dates and stuff and then so everything so how did it go down for you guys as employees when everything you guys like hearing rumors because it was kind of like that one weekend just like everything shut down across like the whole wildfire country. yeah for for veil for what yeah. happened for covid you're saying yeah for covid yeah we did a week actually i just went into the emails like a couple days ago i was deleting stuff and i was watching I was looking at the timeline of what was going on. So they discovered that it was a possible threat. And remember, uh, Rob Katz was sending emails out, just keeping us notified. And then they did a week off. And it was just like, kind of figured, okay, one week will clear everything up. And then after after that week, I don't even think we made it to the full first week close. They just, at that point, the whole world just shut it down. Mm. So they basically told us like, hey, pack it up and hit the road unless you can't. So it just happened really quick you know nobody really knew what was going to happen and then when covid really hit we didn't know how dangerous it was either i remember flying back out of dia and um it looked like et when they went into the tunnel to get him into the house (laughs) with the full hazmat suit oh yeah wow yeah and i had to i had to take a bus stand from Vail to denver because i didn't have a car at that point and it was just like high alert wow just shut everything down quick you know, restaurants, you name it, everything just gone. And you well, just, now they're, now they're talking about the new variant and they're talking about more shutdowns. I mean, you think it'll be anything like that? <laughs> oh, I'm an EMT. I ain't a doctor. I can't tell you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know. I hope. Hopefully it God, doesn't go to that level know. again. I mean, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to a Rangers game on Saturday <clears throat> at MSG. And it's like, Hockey games are getting canceled because teams are on, you know, too many players are sick. Freaking Islanders, the whole team is sick. <laughs> yeah, good. That was actually good as long as they're okay. They're safe. <laughs> but that was like a big thing about even getting a pass. I had to read into the assurance, the insurance that came with icons because just like you're saying, what happens if everything does shut down? I don't want to be out $1,100 and then. Yeah, they have a whole clause and way of canceling now, right? If it comes up again or something. Um, yeah, they have insurance on it where they'll like be able to reimburse you. I believe, you know, I don't know the, the fine lines too well, but I know that there is some sort of safe 
no umbrella I'm under. But, you know, I just wake up every day and just, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. That's above our pay grade. You know, as much as we want to say what will happen, it's just not for us to deal with. It sucks, but you got to roll with the punches. Yeah, for sure. So when you left, now you said you had to just kind of leave everything you had there since you didn't have a car and then just... Yeah, headed back yeah. home. I could have, st- I could have stayed. I could have stayed, and they probably wouldn't have charged me. You know, because when I came back, my roommate was still there and just kind of living off the land. But it's kind of weird because at the same time, my first grandparent passed away like a week before the shutdown. Mm, and, sorry uh, to hear, man. Hear that. 30, yeah, yeah. I, you know, thank you, but I understand that mortality is inevitable. But it got me thinking. Like, I'm two thousand miles away from a lot of people that you know i'm lucky to have still around and i was already kind of thinking like what am i doing you know because my grandparents i still i'm really close to them they're some of the most knowledgeable people for how to navigate life so i was already kind of just getting ready to go there and i was happy to be back and Mm. for a year you know just just playing it by ear yeah yeah Hmm. so now you're back on the east coast and your icon passing are. it. East Coast in it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You know, I got a good forerunner. Uh, I, I was in the market for a long time. That was my first vehicle. And I just tooled around with it, blew the transmission at like 286K. So I found this. 286K? One. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And the guy who bought it ships them to Costa Rica and they just rebuild the transmission. And Really? So I know she's down somewhere having a good time. Wow. Get junked. <laughs> which which nice. body style did you have? It's the O four. Well that first one was an O three. Um that just the SR five, fourth gen. Okay. Um so not the newest Toyota, but the one before. Yeah. And not the third Those gen. were super sweet, yeah. Yeah, so I got another one from Alabama with no rust and very low miles. So no nice. back seats, it's ready to sleep in. Yeah, I got a camper and all that, but I think, you know, the past year I've understood about myself is less is more. Like, I don't need a lot to be content. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. That's good. That's a beautiful thing. You have a, such a, you have such a wise, like, outlook on life. Like, you're, you're, you're well, like, wise beyond your years. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing, you know? And it's, yeah. that's why I, like, always like talking to you. Right. Because, like, you, you kind of bring this, like, calmness and, like, and, like, yeah, like, namaste, joy. Um. And I, I love, I love that because again, I don't have that anymore. It's like, Thank I feel you. like I'm, I'm becoming the Grinch, you know, my heart's shrinking two sizes too small and I'm trying to get that, <laughs> that three X upgrade. Um, just yeah, yelling all the yeah. time, right? Just yelling. Like I got to yeah. get off Twitter. I got to stop yelling. I got to stop thinking I know anything. I really, I, I'm just an asshole in a basement. I, that's all I am. <laughs> <laughs> don't be that hard on yourself. You're a good guy. Oh, you guys yeah, are definitely man. good, but you know, I, I, I talk to myself a lot, not like crazy talk, but I really had to run away across the country and chase all these things for me to come back home and say, like, it was in your hand the whole time. Mm. Like, where you are isn't going to make me happy. It's where my mindset is that's going to fulfill it. Like, put me on the sandiest beach with the perfect weather, but if your mind isn't in the right place. And it's a wash, you know? Good to realize that. I mean, some people chase it oh. and they get caught up chasing it and they never come back. They just kind of, oh. you know, blowing in the wind almost, you know? Hey man, everybody's got a fate to follow and I respect it, you know? 
Yeah. Just what what means most to me is just quality over quantity. You know, I don't need all that stuff or this and that. It's like as long as I got my brain to check, man, hmm. and a couple bucks for gas money to hit hit the road, I'm good to go. Well, that's yeah. one of those, those those dangerous cycles you can get into because you know I work in in finance and I'm not really a finance guy. Like I do some tech stuff, but like I see those guys who are always trying to get that next promotion so they can buy that next big stupid thing and they can do that next like, work yeah, they, harder, work more hours, work those more hours. And it's like, yeah. like, Oh, my kid goes to the best private school. It's like, well, do you see him? Do you hang out with them? Like, does that matter mm-hmm. at all? And like, I'm becoming a father. I was like, wow, like everything else, like all this, like, my career, my this, my that, it's done, brother. Yeah. Like you're done. Like you got to take care of this little person now. Like they're what matters now. Like, and yeah. I'm trying to, I've already got him. Corporate, the corporate positions always dangle the carrot. They dangle that carrot forever. Well, most people. That's how the donkey keeps moving. That's it, man. Yeah. And most people are not able to take a step back and just look and reprioritize their lives. What's important to them, what they care about. They just keep going, well, this guy's getting that and I'm, I got to get that too. And then you just stay on that, that like, I guess like an escalator. You stay on that thing till you go to the top and you fall off. Then they're washing their boss's car. Then they're getting dry cleaning. And pretty soon they don't know they're getting passed up and going psychotic. But that's one thing I'm yeah. seeing now is like I, I've working so much extra now and I'm not getting paid more. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not happier. I don't I don't I, I'm I'm burning the ships on my career in January. And I'm like, I know what I care about. I care about being healthy, mm-hmm. about my physical well-being and being with my family. And like that is so more important than any. Got to care about not being an asshole. How about that? That's hey man, yeah. I gotta I gotta clear a few uh, hurdles first before I even attempt that. Like it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like that's like a little that's a little more advanced. I'm just taking care of the basic stuff now. But again, like the fact that you're able to kind of know yourself already and figure out what matters and what's truly important is, I mean, you know, that's when all the great opportunities present themselves to you. Like when you are, you know, when you make yourself ready for them. Yeah, yeah, no, it goes for everybody. That's you know. I don't like the praise, whatever, whatnot, but it's, it's really true that where I'm at, I'm 24. My mother had me when she was 24. Wow. So already, wow. like, I, I think about it like, wow, that's, I don't want to say that's where your life ends, but it's where your life drastically changes. Mm. And, uh, you know, I got an uncle who lives up in Chicago. He's like 42 and just, it's okay money, but he lives a life. He has no wife, no kids. And Hey, having a family is awesome. I respect that. You know, that's a cool thing to build. But for me, I just have so many not fleeting thoughts, but things that I want to accomplish. That I know if I try and throw another ingredient into the pot, it's likely that it's never going to happen. So I'm just very blessed to have a good foundation, health, some little bit of wealth, you know, and brain that keeps it all in check. That's it. You're doing all right. You know, what, for us. you know what a family is like? You remember in The Incredibles <laughs> when Mr. Incredible, like they find like the little thing goes off and like all those like black globules go onto him and like inflate oh, yeah, and then yeah. weigh him down. That's exactly yeah. what family is. <laughs> it's exactly yeah, it's what a wife and kids in the move with them. <laughs> it certainly does. And the more you have, the more they weigh you down. Yeah. Aww. But it, uh, like I said, respect to everybody. <laughs> I'm just I being honest, man. Crazy. I'm just, I'm just dropping some, some major knowledge on you. That's just how it goes. Hey, I'm just saying, it's as knowledge. a guy, you could have kids when you're in your 70s. Just saying. Didn't right? Jagger have like a kid like two years ago? Still, like, he's still pounding it out. Who knows? Clint Eastwood. 
Yeah, he's right? another guy. What is he? Ninety something? His kid's like twenty five. He had him when he was like seventy. Oh, he's my really? age. Boom. Hey, you know, like uh, these old dick slingers, you know, you got to respect that. <laughs> well, another thing is you can't buy genetics, you know, so you got to just be happy with what you got. That's, yeah, right. that's tough, but it's one thing you can't pay for. But <laughs> this, this is true. Prevention. You had a, you had, I don't, I don't recall his name, but the guy who does the workout plans for his ski season. Yeah. Abe. Um, what's his name? Abe, Abe. Yeah, man. I was in the gym. Um, I didn't use the program. Sorry. It was before this. But I really got adamant about injury prevention on my own because when I was younger, even two years ago, I didn't think about the marathon that this sport's all about for me. More about just sprint, having fun, every chance. But last year, I felt my knees a little achy and it terrified me. Well, you got a lot of days in, right? Was that the most days you ever got in? Like close to it? Oh, Avail or last season? Avail, Avail. had 130 days in. Yeah, it was like 136 with, I think it was like 1.8 million vert. But like I said, and what was I the most you had before then? Probably like 20. Yeah. Wow. So that's a huge difference. I mean, your body really takes a beating, right? That's like running a mile, then going, I'm running a marathon tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And then last season, I I topped out at like, I, I want to say like mid 20s at most. And every day was at Mount Snow. So I, like, I came back to earth. It was like a very big spike in the graph where normal, normal, and then Oh, and then just right back down. Yeah. So I had to bite my tongue a lot personally because I didn't want to sound like some type of just, oh man, this isn't like boo. This isn't like out west. It's like I grew up here. So I just got to kind of just hunker back down and yeah. find my sweet spot. Yeah. You find I mean, the magic in the places the right where stretch. you are, right? Yeah. Like you said, it's right under your feet if you just look for it, you know? Snow is snow, right? Well, that's a big thing that we've been on with the whole Indie Pass. You get to go to these places that you either drove by to go to a big mountain or you used to ski when you were little. And yeah. you know now because you have a little money and you, you do a little more planning, you have less time, you're like, oh, I'm going to go to these big ski areas and, and you're, you're bypassing some of the places you have a lot of fun at. So, Yeah. Yeah. It's like the toy you forgot that was so much fun to play with. You know, yeah. I heard that podcast with um I, I don't recall his name. I'm bad with those whatever the names. What's his name? Uh, Doug from Indie Fish. Cast, Doug Fish. Indie guy. Doug. Yeah, yeah. He, that was a great conversation. Um, you know, I really respect the mom and pop resorts that are hopping on this, but for me, it's just like I need the icon right now because it's where all my friends are. But I want to get into like doing those road trips to the niche places and where the where the soul is still intact. You know, yeah. I I don't really agree with everything icon and altera and epic and Vale have to do but i i sense a big collapse on the horizon pretty soon yeah you know they're just it's getting really touchy out there there's an account on instagram called epic lift lines you should give them a look and oh yeah epic lift lines a lot of problems yeah yeah well, I, I again you know the, the reservation systems like the i guess what's the the epic mix now they have like as epic pass holders you can kind of like put in like where the where the shortest lines are and you'll like get notifications and it just part of the joy to me of skiing is that it is so analog it's so old school you know like yeah. you just you put the phone away and you just enjoy where you're at what you're doing and yeah you can't, you can't be messing around when you're flying down a hill, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's what I love about it. I, you have to be so locked in and dialed in and focused. And it's so different than like, again, a normal desk job that you'd have. And it's, that's, that's part of what the allure of it is. 
You know, you're kind of getting yeah. back to an, an old school, like being a kid. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, thinking about all of it is is a lot for me only because I, I worked for the evil empire. That's what I consider it. <laughs> I dealt with it, but pays the bills, I don't right? Want to get put, yeah, you know, I don't want to get too political on it where people are like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Because I'll tell you, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I know enough to understand that the system's messed up right now. Have you heard yeah. our podcast? We have no idea what we're talking about. But we, we, we decided to give ourselves a just megaphone and just post it somewhere. Every week. You know, but it, it's touchy because, like, I saw one thing where they, they didn't let any employees ski for opening weekend. And, like, some are still not allowed to ride because there's not enough terrain open. And the fast passes that are implemented at Killington and, I believe, Copper this season at Icon where – the rich can come in and just pay their way to the front of the lines. Yeah. Mount there's bachelor. Just, um, yeah. and there was, there was a snowbird too. And there's one other one. Okay. Yeah. Killington, Killington for sure. Killington. But you look oh. at the prices. I think it, it cause the, it's got like yeah. a, but I, it goes up to 115, I think on holiday weekends, holidays and weekends. Oh yeah. So, so you could drop peaks. Is it like 180 bucks at the window for a lift ticket now too? Uh, probably all day. So, I think Stratton was one seventy nine. So yeah, all of them. Wow. So let's say you buy both of those. Say you say you want to ski on the day after Christmas, like a proper lunatic. So you could drop at the window one hundred and eighteen bucks, or one hundred eighty bucks plus one hundred and eighteen for the. Again, I'm 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 exaggerating. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. No. no. And I've no, only skied Killington once that week between Christmas and New Year's, and I was like, never again, never. Hmm. From what I believe, that that's a can't happen anymore because it's only for pass holders now in peak seasons. So you can't go out with your family for a day. I think they said, don't quote me, but what I've been reading, I'm pretty sure that only pass holders are allowed to be there for peak days on like Christmas and holidays and stuff like that. Oh, wow. They're kind oh, of wow. doing away with the day pass. You know, um, what I understand as well is that like they'd rather have you buy four day pass for any time of the season and not even go for all four. You know, they want the money up front. Yeah, wow. for sure. Yeah, they're saying they daily rates Bitcoin, they're going to make a fortune. So daily rates at Killington, <laughs> I'm looking now. 149 Monday through Friday, 169 Saturday, Sunday. Okay, 169. All right. And then you got to look up the fast pass thing. I think I think it was a, it maybe $99, maybe not 115. I think it got to at least 99. I think Snowbird was 115 on uh, holidays and weekends. But again, it too, like, yeah, I mean, well, and they always talk about like, oh, we want to get more people and we want to diversify skiing for everybody. It's like, who is going to drop $300 to try a sport like this? Like, that's where yeah. the big resorts have just lost, <laughs> like lost their minds. And, you know, again, a place like Mount Southern, I took my son there, what's it, 50 bucks yeah. for a lift ticket? Like that place yeah. was so much fun. You know, everyone is just mm -hmm. there. They're learning. They're local. Like, I love to drive up there. I'm like, is it really a ski hill here? And you yeah, drive right. up, it's like through a neighborhood. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, look, here's the hill. Like I had so much fun there with my son. It was great. So they have it. They don't even have it in the same. So like when you go to like lift tickets, they don't even list it on the Killington site there. They have it under a tab called premium experiences. Premium experience. And they have the fast tracks, which is the upgrade. They're saying it's $49 is what it starts at, I guess, for like a midweek yeah, but the and, weekend but that's ones where they are advertise definitely it. more. So there's a big calendar on there. You can pick the date and it'll have a, a yeah. higher price. So still, we were joking about Vale hitting 200 bucks. Was it 209 or whatever? I think last year or the year before for like a, a oh, window yeah, ticket. Oh, yeah, they're all up there. It's and now it's plus, like... Call it. 
Like it's like two hundreds the new one hundred now. Yeah. Well, inflation's everything nowadays. But do you guys remember the website Liftopia? Yeah. Of course, that was great. Does that even exist though? Like, or I was going to say, are they out of business or are they running the engine for a lot of these places? Because it's almost like they got either put out of business or maybe they were the ones doing the passes behind the scenes. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what because, happened to them. Because they Mount Snow used to do December twelfth was twelve bucks, and then St. Patrick's Day was seventeen dollars. Those were their two big kickers, and I, I guarantee that's not happening anymore. That's I where I buy going, all my lift tickets. I don't know if it was Mount Snow or if it was Killington, but for a while when you went to buy tickets, they bumped you over to Liftopia. So that's why I was oh, really? thinking that Liftopia was doing a lot of the the service engine on the back for some Dude, of these. You go there now and everything is this is the price on the mountain. Like nothing is available. <laughs> that's it. Sunday <laughs> River, 85 bucks on mountain. Like nothing's available. So I don't know what happened to them. But it, yeah, is it like the Expedia of lift tickets? Like they only get the extra unsold? Dude, the only one in New England that's available is Saddleback. That is wow. it. Everything else Saddleback. either. That's one that just reopened up in Maine. Maine, right? Didn't they get a new lift or something? Well, they just that reopened. Like, like they were closed yeah. for five years. Um, did you see that okay. the movie In Pursuit of Soul? No. It's on TGR. It's free. Uh, it's like a half an hour, all about that was these, on like, TGR. There you go. Yeah, rip the set. Nice. There you go. Yeah. It's all about it's all about like uh it was done with them and the Indie Pass. So they they went to I think seven resorts across the country that are on the Indie Pass. Okay. Like they showed magic, they showed yeah. saddleback. Um, like it was it was just awesome. Like every like all these people, it's like family run, like you see the people, like it's like I make the snow, I work the the ticket line, like it's just this is yeah, how yeah. we've always done it. And like you see these people and all you want to do is like, I'm going there. I'm giving them my money. I want to make sure they survive. Right. right. Like it's, it's beautiful. It's so important to have. The reason when I saw it was Deer Rider about uh, Jake, Jake Burton. Jake Burton. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. That's a tear talk- jerker, man. That one was tough to swallow. Like that was yeah. difficult. I never, I didn't know I, his whole story. Cause again, I'm a skier. So I didn't, I didn't like know the whole Burton legend. Um, and yeah, that was, that yeah. was fascinating too. The way it started with the, uh, with the racing and how it all converted over and the whole thing with Sims, yeah. like that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was re- it was really well done. Nice. Oh, without a doubt. It was great. I'm not really a big skier snowboard movie. Uh, the only other one I could think of is fire on the mountain, which was like in collaboration with the grateful dead. And they did a lot of night skiing. They did skiing, snowboarding and surfing. And when you want to talk about like the most beautiful cinematography, it's on YouTube for free. It's insane. Oh, nice. Great work. And it was all to like Grateful Dead songs. So it oh, really? worked out well. So being yeah. high doesn't hurt to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I live in Colorado. I never bought any marijuana. I got that out of my system a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. See, you got it all together now. You're focused. You're doing your thing. <laughs> Not eating any of that devil's cabbage. Not yet devil's cabbage. Oh. No, I saw the dispensaries though. You know, I totally respect the product, but just up here it didn't work out too well. Well, the magical moment for me was where I rolled up after looking up a God bless the internet. I went out to the dispensary right next to Rocky Mountain Taco and Vale Brewing Company. Oh, like that's, that's a magical yeah. place. That's like the the yeah. trifecta right there. That should be like that's a Eagle destination vale. in itself. Eagle Vale, yep. Eagle Vale. Yep. Our oh. sticker is on the garbage can at Rocky Mountain Taco. Or it was. Is it? Yeah. It was. <laughs> oh my god. That's yeah, that awesome. was yeah, Eagleville. 
that that is like the Bermuda Triangle. Like you could disappear there for a long time by accident. I'm like, I could drink a bunch of beers, maybe get some weed, and just eat tacos all day because those tacos are good. Yeah, they're, they're got, great. Shout out to we got a lot of love from them on uh, Instagram too. <laughs> yeah, actually, they follow me. The world's most best taco. Nice. The world's most best taco. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how do you argue with that? That's awesome. <laughs> no, you can't at all. Oh, I love them. So, no, William, but, um, anything else? Any other words of wisdom? Any uh, inspiration? Um, yeah. Where are you guys going to be this season? Uh, you're, you're Mario. You're in the South, right? I'm in Florida, in but but I'm yeah. going to be going. Uh, well, I'll be up in the New Hampshire area a lot, so I'm going to be trying to go up there. Okay. Massachusetts, New Hampshire-ish, maybe, maybe, right. uh, maybe Vermont, maybe Colorado, okay, New Hampshire, maybe everywhere. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I got a buddy Pittsburgh. out in uh, Washington. That's where oh, okay. Next. Yeah, I'll, let, um, I'll have but, to let you know where I'm going to be. Yeah, totally. Because New Hampshire, I got Loon, and we're trying to do an extended trip up there. Nice. That'd be really neat to see. And then Brian, are you on the Indy Pass this year, or where are you at? I'm I'm a free agent. I got my Indy pass, but uh, I did get the Vermont triple. Look, what is it? A quad pack that like sold out in like a couple hours. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, going yeah. to Killington in two weeks. Uh, okay. Before the the how what is it like before Christmas? Mm. We get okay. a couple days in there, and I uh, like I said, I'm I'm keeping things open. I uh, I'm burning the ships at work starting in January, so I'm going to take a lot of vacation, and I just I just nice. want to ski as much as possible. That's it. Congratulations, man. I mean, that's a, nice. that's an awesome move on your end. It's you all still, want. it's all still, it's a it's bit exciting and exciting, scary at the same time. Right. It is yeah, yeah. 98 days from today. Every day I have a, my notepad where I write my daily tasks and it's 98 days, March wow. 11th. That's the nice. day it ends. And I, I don't care. I, I, I've told everyone and no one believes me that I'm going to do it. Yeah, but I, I'm. I just have to at this point. Like I just have to just roll the dice. That's why I tell people. My family they may keep starve. To it. Mortgage might not get paid, but we will figure it out. <laughs> You're really even playing with fire there, sir. I just I, I I I don't do well in comfort because I get very soft and mushy, and I don't I don't I play to the level where I'm at. You know, so if I'm mushy and comfortable, I'm not challenging being my best self. I need to get out of my comfort zone. And that's I have I, that I, in common. I respect that attribute right there. Because yeah. I don't, I because you know what, I don't control the company I work for. They could they could just fire me mm. tomorrow. You know, like they don't they don't they don't care what happens to me. So you know what? Well, think about yeah. it. If you're Flip not a little script, scared doing something, I don't care about them. Is that be, has it become a little regular? Right? You want it to be a little scary. That's kind of the I don't know. I want to be scared. Yeah. I yeah. Wake up to me, cold, I think sweat, I, little nervous, yeah, little anxious. I want to feel alive. Right. Live. That's the thing. Like we just live in this, like this, just mediocrity. We just, just, we just keep doing this. Well, I have to do this because I need to get to this next quarter and this next quarter, and I might get a raise and I might get this promotion. All of it is nonsense. All of it is complete ridiculous nonsense. Are you doing what you are put on this planet to do? The time is ticking. The sands are dripping out of the hourglass. What are you doing with this goddamn time? This amazing gift of life you were given. Are you wasting it in a cubicle being miserable? Then stop doing that. Fuck. Like I just am firing myself up here. <laughs> I want that whole quote tattooed on my thigh. That was, that was inspirational right there. I'm putting it on my forehead that, that backwards so I can read it in the mirror. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> like ambulance. That was good. Dude, right. 
March 11th, that'll send the message right there. March 11th, coming into work. Wu-Tang, I'm out. <laughs> Wu-Tang Wu Financial on your right forehead, there. Like, Wu-Tang Financial. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it has to happen. It's on record. I've talked about it. I've, I've told enough people. Like, I have, to, I have to back it up. You walk in on the 11th, you see, I do not identify as a human being. I want to be treated totally different than anybody else in this place. <laughs> I am a god. Treat me as such. <laughs> that's right my, you got it. my adjectives are god <laughs> his holiness <laughs> i'm gonna come, come in like crazy like, shit like xerxes and 300 with all the extra arms and be like <laughs> like they're like we have to fire him he's obviously nuts <laughs> he thinks he's a god then, but is he doing his work yes it's very godlike well like scrape my <laughs> scraping myself gold like i'll just come in like like you just gotta go crazy you just this is gotta who I identify with why you know yes God and Savior. I think that's what a, a mobster did. I, I don't know if it was like John Gotti or somebody in New York City, but he started like walking around in just a robe and stuff because he knew he was going to get arrested. So he was starting like his insanity oh. argument. So he was just walking around like totally loopy looking. That's I don't awesome. think that was Gotti. That was um, it was, oh, yeah, God, it definitely wasn't, wasn't Gotti. Then again, I believe there's been a lot of Italian mafia guys that will go do stuff in their robe just because they can. Yeah, touche. That, that's a Some good point, right? Walking there, around too. the neighborhood, you know, getting a uh, Vincent the Chin Giganti. That's the one who did it. Vincent, the see, chin. he walked around in his robe. Yeah, and like awesome. was like trying to be crazy and like talking to himself. Hey man, <laughs> if you know you're getting, you know, good, you're out. You're out. A good way to do it, man. It's a smart move. Smart. Speaking of Italians and mafia, did you see? Because we talked hockey a couple times. The uh, the documentary about the Danbury Trashers. The trash. Yeah, AJ Galante actually shouted me out in a video. Oh, did he? Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, AJ, Those man. Uh, he, that that, that documentary <laughs> was top notch. I sent it to my father. He works nights. I wake up the next morning. He goes, I watched it two times in a row at work. And I'm like, Dude, that's awesome. God. Yeah, that that was something. I like you watch that. Like I, I totally did not know that existed back then, which is crazy. Yeah. I liked, I like the equipment manager, the only equipment manager to get suspended. That guy was <laughs> like, just like the way they put it together. It was like a movie. It was, it was so great. ridiculous, but it was so real. And my my wife, she actually grew up in New Fairfield, so she's okay. watching. She's like, oh my god, like this guy, the guy, the um, the Galante family was like lived on the same street as her best friend. Nice. Oh wow! But oh they had God. no idea back then, like in the eighties, what the hell was going on or nineties? No, no, it was the early two thousands, like oh two to oh three, I think. And you know, I played hockey um for my my town of Wallingford, but I didn't know what this documentary was. I found it by accident. I'm like, no shit! I played hockey on the same exact ice as the Thrashers before, <laughs> so and you had no idea this. the story, right? It's crazy. No, not a clue. You asked my father, and like we, we're a huge hockey family. I got 20 games to the AHL Wolfpack in Hartford. Just oh, nice! Together. I nice. don't care about the crowd. I just like enjoy hockey a lot. So he had no clue. He used to be a Nighthawks fan, and they were kind of along the same way. But that Trasher stuff was out of hand. That that was awesome. <laughs> like stuff to watch. It's crazy. Yeah, We've though. talked about it multiple times in the podcast. Like that documentary is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Triple H at his birthday party. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have WWF over our house. I love how the guys were talking. They're interviewing. Like, yeah, they just gave me cash. <laughs> oh, those, yeah. those twins. Yeah. They're like, hey, great game. Cash. Great game. We're, great we're, game. we're scoring overtime. 
thousand cash for like six different places. But um, yeah, to AJ Galante, if you ever heard it, no, he's a he's a very good businessman. And um, like I said, we I'll DM him once in a while if I have a question. But nice. he's trying to start um, he's trying to start this new sport, I guess, like actual prize fighting hockey, where really? it's in a square on a rink, and it's going to be like some sort of really focused on fighting on the right way, not just like a fighting. goon league. Yeah, kind of like Goon nice. Two, if you ever saw it. That's I didn't see cool. the I didn't see the sequel. So forget I, the hockey I, I game. Like just Goon. go for the yeah. hockey fight. Exactly. Yeah, because he actually owns his own boxing arena, like his own workout facility down in Danbury. So wow, if anybody could do it, it's going to be him. It'd be cool to see. That's so pretty cool. So it's going to be like boxing, but on skates, on so ice. hockey fights. That's it. Just hockey fights. Bullseye. Wow. Yep. Hey oh, man, bullseye. you don't need the whole game. You just need the fight. That's all you need. Yeah. I guess, you know, you know, the game's a whole different, you know, I went with um, my buddy's father, my father's buddy went with us. He goes, there's no passion in it anymore. It's too fast. There's no hitting. It's all technical, fast. These guys are just, they're yeah. different people. I mean, they can all kind of rough it up a little, but they're all like fast and they can shoot. Like, it's crazy. You don't have just a goon yeah. anymore that, oh, they're on the ice. They're going to fight. Wait, you know, give yeah. him 30 seconds. He's going to get to a fight. Ice Guardians. It's a dying you breed. You see that documentary? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. No. That's a great one. That's on it's Netflix. Tropes, right? Ice Guardians. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's on Netflix. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah. And then, um, uh, uh, the Bob Probert story. That's also on Netflix. Wasn't that Ice Guardians? Yeah, he was in it. He was in um Ice Guardians. That's like that's more about like Chris Nyland, kind of like he was like the main focus bench at all those guys from like the eighties and nineties. I did see the Probert one though. The Probert one was really kind. Yeah. It was really sad too because the way he went. Yeah. He was, yeah, that was that's upsetting. He had more he had more points than one playoff run than Gordy Howe. Like he broke the Red Wings playoff point record. Like that's how good he was. But he was also like a, a killer. Yeah, you Amazing. just got it in your blood, you know. It's just what happens at that point. Or your DNA. Like more said, surprising than Wayne Gretzky's brother being a trasher. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was so the twists and turns. <laughs> and it was on April Fools, and the news reporters are like, This is not April Fools here. Brent Gretzky signs with the trashers. That's freaking awesome. One-eyed Willie and oh my god. <laughs> Did you That's see right, I, so after that? One-eyed. Like I was like, Oh, I want to see like I wonder where like can I get like a trashers jersey or something? And I guess <laughs> AJ being a, mentioned a good businessman, they're re-releasing all those <clears throat> those jerseys now. Like he's got a whole line yeah. of that. Dude, I'm looking Right now on eBay, there is a jersey for nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Trashers? Yes. It, granted, there's who's no the, offers on it, but there's one. Who's, uh, who's the player on it? Galante. Is it a, so? What? It's got to be an authentic original, then. Yeah, it's right? an authentic. Yeah, and then they have like used ones. They're going for like six hundred bucks. Like the St. Patrick's Day jersey is tremendous. Nice. Oh my god! It's a blank. Size large, perfect. I actually uh, asked him a few days ago if he had stickers or patches because I got the big Tillet bubble up top and I put a trasher sticker on there for nice. sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, especially now. People are like, oh, the, the trashers. But yeah, the St. Patrick's Day jersey, like this is like, I'm actually 600 bucks seems reasonable at this point. Like if I had a couple more Ain't drinks, in me, I would have bought it. Oh, geez. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I know they're coming out with like sublaminated jerseys that are a bit uh, less than expensive, you know, like probably like a hundred bucks in that era. It's not that bad. Yeah. But now these are like the, the licensing for all of it, right? 
Yeah, that's the thing. He's re-releasing yeah, all that know. stuff now. Now there's all this hype and excitement about this this documentary. People are checking it out, and they once something's on Netflix, man. I mean, freaking well, Tiger King, the guy's in jail, and they have a season two. Well, it also shows how dumb people are because I'm seeing a lot of Atlanta <laughs> Thrashers jerseys in here. They just yeah. forgot the H. <laughs> well, that was a big thing, though, was um the Thrashers and Gary Bettman tried coming after the Trashers. And I heard Galante say this in like a podcast where he was like, he offered to the, the Thrashers to come up to Danbury and play for the name, basically. It never oh, happened. Oh, like, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> like, if you want it, come get it, you know? You got to earn it, brother. You got to earn it. <laughs> Cage match. But I just, I love how. You know, like his father, Jimmy, went to jail and there's like exploding garbage trucks. And like he's the real life Tony Soprano. And we're going to name our team the Trashers with a garbage can logo. It's, the such a, the, it's so phenomenal. I love everything about that story. You want to talk about living your best life, you know? You got to be you. Sesame Street was going after him too with the Oscar the Grouch thing. Oscar the Grouch. Right? Everybody's like hat with their hand out. Oh, you can't use that. You're infringing on our copyright. Yeah. That's the new game nowadays is lawsuits and everybody's upset. Everybody yeah. wants a little piece of the pie, right? Nobody wants to get their oh. hands dirty making the crust. They want that piece oh. of the pie. That's, That's what it comes down to, you know? We got to sue some people too. It. Who can we sue? <clears throat> uh, I just want to give hugs. I don't want lawsuits. I just want hugs. I want hugs. I want people to... I want to breathe people's gross beer breath again. Like, I miss that. Like, I miss Apre breath Apple i gotta breath. be honest i was we can I make a thinking, scent of that we have a guy that can make a scent of that we got, a, breath. we got a smell guy that's a great fragrance i believe yankee candles man collection could have like yankee. beer breath as like a, a, a lovely candle for your bathroom you know when i went into the lodge saturday and i smelled like people's nasty feet and everything i was like why do i miss this like where, where in my brain did i miss nasty this? feet that's oh. another candle that's another mm. scent that's but like the jelly bean game, bean boozled, you know? It could be <laughs> strawberry or like underwear, dirty underwear. <laughs> yeah, right. Was like the Harry Potter, like uh jelly beans too? Like you got like the variety oh, yeah, pack. Yeah, earwax yeah. and the vomit and all that. Like dragon's asshole was like a smell or something, or jelly bean. <laughs> but like the beer breath thing. So I had a discussion with my brother-in-law once, and he's like, I love when my then then fiance girlfriend now wife when she comes home after a couple drinks i love when she has that breath like it's so sexy and i'm like yeah it is because you know she's not saying no to whatever kind of craziness you're going to come up with but it's true like oh you went that way a girl with a couple you know a couple drinks breath a couple too many then it's problematic not wicked hammer and she's like and not fireball well at least it's cinnamon Uh, you know yeah You know, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I feel the same way sometimes. If I smell someone smoking a cigarette, they they sound good, but I know I have no interest in them really. Yeah. Funny yeah. how weird scents attract you. See, you you weren't even drinking. You were not to drink when they the era when you have girls with just like smoky hair. Like they wouldn't even be smoking. Everything like was in smoked a bar, in the place. Everything yeah. just smelt like smoke. Yeah. Unless that you count the- like a jewel pod, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> like no, the, vaporizer, you know. So that's like Ron and I went to Ishkill, and when we went to Ishkill, it was like going back to the '80s, where everybody oh, in there man. smokes inside. So you come out of the bar, and I I forgot how this was, but I got back to my room, like my clothes, everything smelled like smoke. It's like you're yeah. just in this big secondhand A time machine hot box. It's just crazy. Yeah, 
Like, it's amazing. Restaurants, like it's you forgot how disgusting it is to eat food when people are smoking. So they had the smoking yeah. section, which is yeah, which is the like table next to you. Everything. It's like the airplanes when they had the smoking <laughs> the section airplane. back in the day. It's like you know we're all sharing the same air in here, right? Like no one's opening a window and letting it out. Well, it's funny the place where they yeah. put the little controls for the TV on the air on the on your seat on the airplane. That's the that used to be the ashtray. That little square oh really used to be where the little ashtray was, and it was a little flip up. Well, can't you also tell this. if you're on an old ass plane if they still have an ashtray? <laughs> you're like, I need to get on a newer plane. Like this oh, one is old. Old ass plane. <laughs> yeah, that's like your discount parachute theory right there. Like, <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> like, all right, you buy one, get the, the second one free. <laughs> yeah, Only like use one Skinner plane. That's right. Um, no visible yeah. blood. Like a Costco three pack. <laughs> you know, my father skied the Zugspitz, uh, the French Alps, where Hitler yeah. had the eagle's nest. You know, where um. That was like his hangout in World War II. Really? Yeah. Was that yeah. that was uh was that actually Germany or was that Austria? Uh I want to say Austria, but I, once again I'm not sure. I know his but, Eagle's uh, Nest was it, was South uh, Ober Salzburg, I think. So yeah, it was wherever the Eagle's Nest was, and he explained to me like it was over Amalgau, wasn't it? Was it? Over Amalgau, the Eagle's Nest. Let's look it up. I think he's I think he's about to find out. But he he was just telling me like how different it was to the states skiing to where it is now. It was That's a whole pretty cool. World. Oh, Kelly I'd love Steinhardt. to go out there. Ober Salzburg. Ober Salzburg. See, there you go. Uh Berchtesgarden. That's where it is. Yeah. That's good to be Fuhrer, right? <laughs> the baller ass house. Skiing. He probably didn't even ski. He probably he no, probably he was afraid of heights. That was that was a thing with Hitler. He was deathly afraid of heights. He was a vegan. He was afraid of everything. He was all methed up all the time. Like the guy, the meth meth does a it lot too. of meth. He was a he was meant to be an artist, you know. Like he was progressive <laughs> in his ways, just in the wrong subject. Yeah. Again, if he would have if he would have talked to that guy at the bar that night, I would have just right. gone out and become like a ski bum, just live in the mountains <laughs> yeah, and be an right. artist. Everything would have been cool. That's right. But he all had to go to that circle. He had to go to that beer hall putch and everything yeah. went to hell after. He had to be a dick. That's had right. to be a dick. <laughs> you don't have don't to be, be a dick. dick. Just remember that. No. Everybody. Well, Jersey. You if, you. if you're being treated like one. You don't want to become the monster that you hate, right? I hope not. Is that Nietzsche who said that? No, I don't know who said that. I'm trying to sound smart. No I'm idea. Totally making that up. Is that a SpongeBob? My, my SpongeBob. No, it actually was. Be careful when you fight the monsters, lest you become one. I thought that was Nietzsche. that's SpongeBob. That's bullshit. Boom. That's Good like job. what is it? Uh, the Wayne Gretzky and then the guy from The Office when he requoted it. That's one hundred percent of the shots you want to take, and then it was like Wayne Gretzky and then Michael Scott or something like that. That's right. <laughs> Love the Nietzsche. Office. SpongeBob. SpongeBob and Nietzsche. Same. It's the same person, isn't it? Maybe Germany's he was reincarnated. Maybe pizza. He got reincarnated as SpongeBob. <laughs> I really want to hope reincarnation is, is a thing. Ideally. Ideally. We'll let's see. be our let's be our best selves either way. That's, William, that's right. yeah, anything imagine. else? How do people um, follow you? Yeah, I'm Sir William on Instagram. Uh you guys could plug it. I, I don't really do any crazy on that. It's just you my are the account. Sir William. <laughs> uh, you second account yeah. too. I got knighted. Um, that's out of commission, but we got a company that we used to like actually push a lot with t-shirts and designs, righteous amenities. 
Um, my buddies have relocated across the country and we've all been kind of shaken up from COVID, but we're going to be catching on to that soon. And we really want to do something cool. So you always check that out. It's outdated at the moment, but, um, you know, like I said, my Sir William's my personal, it's not, outdated. Really it's, retro. From there. it's retro. Yeah, right? it's, there you go. it's waiting. It's waiting for, <laughs> for activity. It's like smoking in bars when it was still allowed. <laughs> we're bringing That's it back. What it's like. Yeah. So anyway, I appreciate the conversation and I hope to see anybody out there. Like I said, I'm, I'm out there pretty often with my schedule and, uh, I'm just a, think of me as your average guy who likes to have fun. Uh, I'm a good friend. Yeah. Don't be a stranger unless you're weird. Yeah. So cool, man. That's yeah. We'll got, definitely man. have to look yeah. you out. We it's always a pleasure, out. man. It's great. Got to get on the mountain someday. It's been mellow. It's been mellow. I like this. It was funny. Awesome. And good luck. 98 days. Good luck. Seriously. Tick tock. Yeah. Tick tock. I'll see you in the Instagram universe before then. Anyway, I know that for, for sure. sure, man. All right. Thanks All right, a lot, man. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed that. Check out Sir William on Instagram and thank you so much for listening. Check us out. Ski bump podcast.com. Go to the shop. Ski bump podcast.com slash shop. Christmas time. Christmas time. Get some gifts. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Boom. Best gifts you can get. Check us out on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped, at Ski Bum Podcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We've got stickers. We'll send them to you. Hit us up. Thank you, Paradise Skis. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluting. See ya.